Yo, today's QOD is my life has to make a huge difference. Here we go. Of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. It's Throwback Thursday, and we are turning back that clock. All the way to episode number 939, and our featured speaker, Lisa Nichols. Today, Lisa is going to talk about the reality that everyone who is out there making a difference, everybody who is out there living their purpose, everybody who is embracing this thing called freedom, right, is going to have to contend with fear and anxiety. Like there really is no getting around the fears. There's no getting around the anxiety. You know, one of the coolest things I ever read, it just really brought everything together for me, was um, in this book called How We Change by Ross Ellenhorn, a fantastic book very confronting book. Some people don't like that book because they can't handle that book. But he talks about Soren Kierkegaard and how Kierkegaard, who was a philosopher, he was about anxiety. He said, anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. In other words, if you really want to be free, which requires being an individual, right? And also being responsible, you are going to feel anxiety all the time, no matter who you are. And again, no one is exempt from that. No one is exempt from the fear and the anxiety, including Dr. Martin Luther King. Lisa Nichols, she's coming up. I... I wanted to let you know that Dr. King, Dr. King, Marcus is running. (laughs) Thank you, Marcus. Dr. King gave that amazing speech. But what many people don't know is he also wrote this letter. And I love reading this because it reminds me that I get to be a superhero. I get to have an S on my chest. Just remember that the S is in Crayola. You get to put it on every day. But your humanity is important to remember that you are choosing to be super and you're ordinary. You're choosing to have a perfect life experience in the spirit of imperfection. Dr. King says, almost immediately after, just listen to this. I want you to listen to, that's the same man who who made it possible for us to be here. But listen to this. Many people don't know about this. It's the best kept secret. Almost immediately after the protest started, we began to receive threatening phone calls and letters. They increased as time went by. By the middle of January, they had risen to nearly 40 threats a day. From the beginning of the protest, both my parents, Coretta's parents, were always, they always had an unconscious and often conscious fear that something fatal might befall us. And I want you to hear this man's commitment to the dream. They never had any doubt about the right 
correctness of our actions, but they were concerned about what might happen to us. My father made the beaten path between Atlanta and Montgomery throughout the days of the protests. Every time I saw him, we went through this deep feeling of anxiety together because I knew that my every move was driving him deeper and deeper into a state of worry. See, we make Dr. Martin Luther King Dr. Martin Luther King, but we forget he's Martin. He was someone's son. He was someone's father. During those days, he could hardly mention the many harassments that Coretta, the baby, and I were subjected to without ending up in tears. As the weeks passed, I began to see that many of the threats were real. So I felt myself faltering and growing in fear. It's the best part. He said, one day, a white friend told me that he had heard a reliable source had plans to take my life. For the first time, I realized that something could, in fact, happen to me. <sighs> one night at mass meeting, I found myself saying, if one day you find me sprawled out dead, I do not want you to retaliate with a single act of violence. I urge you to continue protesting with the same dignity and discipline you have shown so far. A strange silence. A strange silence came over the audience. <laughs> One night toward the end of January, I settled in bed late after a strenuous day. Coretta had already fallen asleep, and I was just about to doze off when the telephone rang, and an angry voice said, listen, nigger, we've taken all we want from you. Before next week, you'll be sorry you came to Montgomery. I hung up, but I couldn't sleep. The fears had come down on me all at once. I got out of bed and began to walk the floor. I heard these things before, but for some reason that night, it got to me. I turned over and I tried to go back to sleep. I couldn't. I was frustrated. I was bewildered. So then I got up. I finally went into the kitchen. I heated a pot of coffee and I was ready to give up. You guys, Dr. Martin Luther King. He said, with my cup of coffee sitting untouched before me, I tried to think of a way to move out of the picture without appearing to be a coward. I sat there and thought about the beautiful little girl who had just been born. I'd come in night after night to see that little smile. I wanted to see her grow up. Something said to me, I asked God, can I quit? I'm afraid if I quit, the other people will quit as well. But I'm afraid. I cried out to God, God, please, let me quit. And then God said to me, you can call on me, but you've got to call on that something in you. you got to find a way to make a way out of no way. With my head in my hands, I bowed over the kitchen table and I prayed out loud. And the words I spoke to God at midnight in a very weary voice, Lord, I'm down here trying to do what's right. 
I think I'm right. I'm here taking a stand for what I believe to be right. But Lord, I must confess that I am weak now. I am faltering. Anybody been there? Yes, yes. I read this to you because this is Dr. King's voice. So I ask you, if Dr. King can have a dream and have fear, then what can you do? That's our leader. Who are you? Dr. King has asked us to pick up the dream and to have a dream in the next level. And I'm going to ask you, are you willing to do that? Are you willing? Are you willing to do that thing you've never done before? Are you willing to stand at the edge of your own greatness? Are you willing to look at your fears? Are you willing to recognize that you can be afraid? Are you willing to look at the fact that there is always healing to come? There's always growth to come. There's no arrival. Are you willing? And then in the space of that, are you still willing to lean to the edge? Feel the breeze of possibility, not knowing if you will fly or fall. Are you willing? Are you willing to not quite know what's there, but that something is there is greater than you? Are you willing to say, my life has to make a huge difference? You've heard me say this before, that there's a birthday and a transition day, and in between that is all the opportunity in the world. That's that dash, that dash that says, are you willing to disrupt my life? You're not here. You're not put here to leave my life calm. You're here to be a disruption for my life. You're here to cause me to want to be someone I've never been, do something I've never done because you crossed my path. Are you willing to show me that greatness? I read that letter, and I often read that letter because... I have to give myself permission to play big and be afraid. I read that letter because I want to see the humanity of Dr. King, not the giant, because more days than not, I'm Jelani's mom. I'm Jimmy Nichols' daughter. I'm that woman searching for love inside myself and with someone else. I'm fine finding my own breath. And so I want to read that letter because I want to find my edge for 2020. And I want to see who can I become. And I ask you, who can you become? Who have you been? Who are you now? And who's being born through you? And bigger than that, how will you change the lives of the people who will cross your path because you decided to stand up? How will you inspire me? How will you show me who I can be? I look at my grandmother. She's 92 this year. My grandmother said, baby, people are going to write about you. They like you. Do yourself a favor and don't read their writings. Don't read the press. And when you get older and there's nothing else to do but sit in your rocking chair like me, Read their writings and their opinions of you and be entertained by who they thought you were by all the t- while all the time you knew who you were. I'm going to ask you, please stand up. When you look at this room, 
when I look at this room, when we look at this room, there's a Dr. Martin over there. There's a Nelson Mandela right there. There's a Mother Teresa right there. There's a Mahatma Gandhi right there. There's a Cesar Chavez right there. There's anyone that we would consider to be the solution standing right beside us. Take a deep breath. Look at the person to your left and right. You have no idea who they are becoming. You have no idea who they are becoming. Repeat after me. Stretch me. Challenge me. Make me own my greatness. Don't let me off the hook. My dash matters. My dash matters. Hold me accountable to the change I'm to make. To the inspiration I'm to bring. To the motivation that I am. Hold me accountable. I want to be held accountable. I'm not afraid of my greatness. I'm not afraid of my imperfections. I am genius. Ever evolving. I am breakthrough. Ever happening. I am enough. Take a deep breath. That was Lisa Nichols. Her website is motivatingthemasses.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called, What Are You Willing to Do to Achieve Your Dream? Lisa Nichols. All right, let's wrap things up tomorrow with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Have a great day. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.